Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. So, how do we make civics education better in the United States of America? Well, a bipartisan group of lawmakers has introduced a new bill, the Civics Secures Democracy Act, which I actually like the name. I often complain about the names of bills in Congress. This one actually says what it is, the Civics Secures Democracy Act, uh, to help fill the gap in terms of that. Uh, one of the co-sponsors of the bill, Texas Senator John Cornyn, uh, sat down with the Orange G. Hatch Foundation today as part of a, a great series, a great uh, webinar that took place today to talk about the need for civics education in the country. Uh, and the host of that, uh, Matt Sangren, who's the executive director of the Orange G. Hatch Foundation, joins us now to help us break it all down. Matt, thanks for joining us. Boyd, it's good to hear your voice. <laughs> hey, it's great to have you back on the show. Great event today. And uh, we've got a, a few little clips uh, from Senator Cornyn uh, that I wanted to play and have you respond to as you yep. guided this really important conversation. Uh, take a listen. This was Senator Cornyn talking about kind of the bad part of this, how, uh, how bad people are when it comes to the basics of government. In 2019, the Annenberg Public Policy Center said that uh, only about a third of the people that they polled uh, could identify all three branches of government. They couldn't. They could only identify three branches of government, meaning two-thirds couldn't, and they certainly couldn't tell you what the differences were between those branches. And 22% said they couldn't name a single branch of government. So obviously we have some work uh, cut out for us. Uh, Matt, you've been in the middle of this conversation uh, for a lot of years now. Uh, what is it that gives you hope that we can actually get this thing right? Well, what gives me hope, first off, is that you have someone like Senator Cornyn involved in the debate. He is, he is no shrinking violet. He's a um, true conservative. He's working hard on, on all of our behalves on this issue, and he's working closely with some bipartisan others, senators and members of the House. But what, what you hear when he talks about the lack of understanding of our, our government institutions, what gives me pause is when he was citing some of those stats a third. I mean, it brings me back to the fact that Look at the distrust that we have as Americans. About 17 percent trust the government today. Yeah. So think about that. The, the way we view our government institutions, we already come at it with this, you know, 70 percent um, trust. And then you have this situation where, like what Senator Cornyn was saying, about 39 percent of Americans 
can name all three branches of the government. And as I mentioned in the webinar, some folks shockingly think that Judge Judy's on the Supreme Court, <laughs> right? So you've got this, you've got, we've got a lot of work to do, but there is hope. And, and that's where that bill is. The fact that we're talking about this on your program, the very fact that we're talking about civic education shows that we're making some sort of, we're making some progress there. Yeah, and I think that's such an important part of all of this. And one of the things that Senator Cornyn said that uh, I thought was just a, a real great moment in the program today, and one that gives me a lot of hope, is, is really getting to the why of all of this, that learning civics uh, empowers people. I want you to listen to this and then uh, respond, Matt. As a sovereign people, um, we are the ones who control the government, not the other way around. And the idea is, as spelled out in the Declaration of Independence and elsewhere, is one of popular sovereignty. In other words, our government gets its power from the bottom up, not from the top down. But given the polarization of our body politic and our our news media and social media and the like, as well as, I might add, manipulation from outside sources, there's never been a time when we have needed more to, to get back to basics. And to realize that we can't look to others to solve our problems. We have to look in the mirror because we are the authority that we delegate then to our government, including our elected officials. So, Matt, as you look at it and uh, from the Hatch Foundation's uh, perspective in terms of empowering people, civics really does empower people uh, to, to do it the right way, not top down, but bottom up. Exactly. I mean, can you I mean, think about that statement bottom up rather than top down. And look at what we've watched just in the past couple of weeks with some of the issues that have come about on the, on the, on the news cycle. It's, it's very true that we've got to get back to the basics, which is principally why the foundation, the Orange E. Hatch Foundation, last year embarked on this, on this project. Um, we began in early of 2020. We did not know, by the way, of all the civil social unrest that would be ahead of us in 20 and 2021 when we worked with the Hoover Institution's David Davenport, who joined our our foundation staff for a season in writing our our new report, our civics report called Common Sense Solutions to Our Civics Crisis. And what we do is we unpack this very issue that we need to empower the rising generation to learn more about our government institutions. And one, is, one of the findings, which I mentioned on today's webinar, is the and, – and trust me, Boyd, I know what you will say, and I agree. I don't think that throwing any money – money is not the solution to the situation. But take, for example, STEM education, the science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Uh, everyone loves STEM. Utah, we're home to Silicon Slopes. We care very much about the tech sector, right? Right. But there's a huge deficiency here. We spend on average $54 for STEM education students versus five cents for civic education students. Wow. I mean, that is, I mean, that pendulum has swung so far into the STEM education. And listen, I am not bemoaning, I'm not disparaging STEM. We all need that. We all want that. Right. But we've got to figure out some sort of balance to bring a little more focus to our civics education students. Make it, as David Davenport has done very well, making it cool. He was talking about civics education before it became cool. Right. He's now he's been talking about it for years. And 
you know, that's that's kind of what that's what we're focused on in the foundation. Yeah, so, so important. I want to stick in one last clip from Senator Cornyn from your event today, yeah. uh, because we, we've talked about this. This is a bipartisan bill. You got Senator Chris Coons uh, and uh, others that have have joined this. Uh, and Senator Cornyn talked about the controversy, the controversy <laughs> surrounding a bill about civics education. Take a listen. It's amazing yeah. to me that actually this bill got a little bit controversial uh, at the beginning because people had a lot of skepticism about what we were trying to accomplish. They thought we were trying to weigh in to, on things like critical race theory and other controversial things. I have my own views about that. I'm going to bore you with here, but I just, it's much more foundational than that. Uh, and we shouldn't let the, the shiny objects and the controversial points just distract us from the fundamental equipping of our citizenry with the tools they need in order to uh, control and, and govern ourselves. So Matt, just uh, quickly as we uh, round this out, uh, any other takeaways from your event today or things that you wish everybody was thinking about when it comes to civics education? Absolutely. One of the points that Senator Cornyn also made, and this is where we need to have a little more confidence in, in when we talk about this issue, it should first off not be partisan. But civic education should be teaching people how to think, not what to think, right? And that's, that's actually one of those points when he talked about this, you know, the very controversial issues of critical race theory. We should be pushing those agendas in our schools. We should, our teachers should be teaching the students. I'm married to a teacher, by the way, and I, I strongly support teaching the students how to think for themselves. And that's, that's part of the educational process. But the fact that when we have these these agendas, so to speak, that's when it really, as uh, Senator Cornyn said, it goes off the rails and and the shining objects start taking away from what we're trying to accomplish. I might say to your listeners, please feel free to download our report. It's on OrrenHatchFoundation.org. It's a free report. Um, And it's become very, very popular among national think tanks, the Common Sense Solutions to Our Civics Crisis. We hope everyone will read it, um, and I hope they'll agree with the findings that we've found, that it's it's well, it's des- desperately needed in our country. Yeah, so important. Matt Sangren the executive director of the Orangey Hatch Foundation. Always appreciate his perspective. A great event today with Senator Cornyn from Texas and others on a critical issue, the Civic Secures Democracy Act, uh, worth checking out uh, And uh, we'll come back and wrap up our uh, Monday on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately... We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.